Blog Talk Radio. to the 2016 Georgia Wrestling History Awards. You like that one, Larry? Well done, well done. I mean, you did that perfectly schmaltzy. Wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> and giving out the first award, LL Cool J <laughs> and Supreme Court Justice. Um, so, uh, Larry, what a year 2016 was. I mean, in yes. general, most people think that the year 2016 blew chunks with all the people dying. And, you know, depending on how you feel about things, who the president-elect is, and so on and so forth. However, in Georgia wrestling itself, I would have to say this is one of the best years as far as people being in real contention for the awards that's been in a long time. I couldn't agree more. And I think really, as we've touched on a number of times for Georgia wrestling in general, 2016 was a good year um, in, 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 in many, many ways. So, yeah, but I did talk to a lot of people who uh, more than usual, I would say who were glad to see this year come to an end for, of course, a variety of reasons. So uh, how was your, uh, how was your holiday season this year? Um, holidays were great. Uh, I know you want to you want to get into Chicago a little bit, but uh, I was on a cruise for right before the week before um, Christmas, and that was nice uh, and wonderful, of course. And then the week after, basically, I I got a lot of writing done, a lot of writing in, and uh, and a little further. Um, well, let me just say. Um, for those that didn't know, that TNA sold officially, Dixie Carter's out, and they're reshuffling a lot of things at TNA. So I've been following that situation very closely. Uh, Larry, tell us about your holiday, please. Well, I was uh, freezing my ass off, but not as much as usual in Chicago at this time of year. I've, I've experienced much worse than this year. Uh, but it wasn't the, the, the greatest uh, holiday season. My mom was in the hospital for Christmas, so it wasn't really like oh, no. an all-star year. Yeah, she's doing, she's doing better now. But, um, yeah, if it was not one, not one of the great ones in, in, in that sense. But, um, yeah, she is doing better at this point. I did get to see all, you know, my brother and sister and a bunch of the other folks. So that, that all was good. But um, one thing that kind of jumped out at me this year about being in Chicago, my, my, my mom lives in Portage Park, which is on the n- northwest side, and there's a lot of um, Slavic people in that area, Eastern Orthodox mm. Church, and, um, you know, Chicago has a lot of um, Polish people and Eastern Europeans all the way around, always has, but this neighborhood has a lot of them. And i got to tell you, there are more – I came to the conclusion that these people are obsessed with haircuts. There are more hairstyles <laughs> and in barbershops within a one-mile radius of her house than anywhere I have ever been. And so I'm, I'm out walking on Christmas morning, 
it's 9.15, and I kid you not, there was not one, but two barber shops open 9.15 Christmas morning with people in the chair, and they were cutting hair. Wow. Yeah, I mean, I just like, really? <laughs> uh, you know, Christmas Day used to be a hotbed for wrestling in general, especially in the South and in Georgia. Did anybody run a show on Christmas? I don't recall seeing any of that. The um, uh, the guys up the Rome guys did. The Rome guys did. I wonder how yeah, that show did. Yeah, yeah, NAWA and GWA. I think they uh, they reported attendance just shy of two hundred for oh, a Christ- for a Christmas night show. No, no. Not now bad at now all. I, I I know a lot of people listening in are chomping at the bit on what the who the award winners are, and we definitely got all of that lined up for you. But uh, Larry and I wanted to take a little time um, because, you know, uh, looking at the awards this year, I think me, you, and maybe a few other people were saying, you know, there's, there's certain awards that we don't give that maybe we will start doing in the future. But I just wanted to sort of mention them now. Um, I'll, I'll start off. Um, for me, if there was some kind of award where you could just sort of note who had the best year overall um, because you know what the wrestler of the year is might be a different thing to who had the best year. So most of the time or many times those things will coincide, but not always. And uh, I, I, cause I was just thinking about in years past, it's been really hard to determine and clearly see who the wrestler of the year was. And this year was no exception. I think there were a number of people who were sort of contending hard for it. But one thing that was undeniable um, was that I think Gunnar Miller had the best year in terms of sort of matches won, who his competition was, the titles that he won, and winning the uh, Scenic City. So that's an award I don't know if I'd like to see, but I thought that that was worth noting um, that Gunnar Miller had the best year overall of any Georgia wrestler. Okay, I can I can I can go with that one that I thought of and. I don't know what you'd call this, but it was sort of like an uh, MVP award. Because I was thinking about guys who had great years, who are indispensable, uh, yeah. and do a lot of great work. But they don't fit necessarily in any of these categories, although they should get something. Um, yes. And two guys I thought of that uh, belong in that category would be Jeter uh, mm. and Logan Creed. I was going to say, you know, if I, I assumed you were going to say one, and if you said one, I was going to say the other. Yeah, I think those are those are guys that provide um, just a, a real foundational – they're guys that, one, look the part of a guy that could be on television. I don't, I don't think that can be de-emphasized either. Um, Logan Creed could step into anybody's wrestling ring, and nobody would question that he had to be there just based on looks alone. And Jeter is a phenomenon. And, I mean, both of those guys wrestled great matches. Both of those guys uh, really provide – a strong, strong foundation on any of the shows they work, be it PCW, uh, Southern Fried, when they've been at Why We Wrestle, any number of other places. So I think that's great. Um, Larry, you know, you'd, you'd mentioned, and certainly it's something that I've thought of and that we've thought of in the past, um, Rookie of the Year. Who's somebody, who do you think uh, Rookie of the Year would be for this year? Well, I'll go with who um, two or three people mentioned to me 
um, the WWA4 product, Austin Theory. Mm. Yeah, man. Like, again, he's somebody that you've mentioned time uh, and again, and he's one of those guys. Again, a lot of people might not be familiar with him, but he's somebody who I think is definitely going to become one of these guys that you just see all over the place, um, that who's just there and just does his thing. Um, here's one. <clears throat> this is kind of a, a, a sort of a stranger award. Is um, And again, I don't think it warrants an award every year, but I think it was notable that there were so many um, – kind of wrestling couples, um, kind of either men and women, could be two dudes, but in this case it isn't, um, you know, sort of boyfriend, girlfriend, or husbands and wives that, that team together or travel together, where it's, whether it's like Ace and Amy Haven, uh, whether it's uh, Chris Nelms and Ricky Lee Nelms, um, there's a number of couples, like, you know, Kira Hogan and Owen Knight, uh, tend to travel together, um, that kind of thing. Uh, Bill uh, Bill Barron's and incredibly long meandering stories; those are never too far apart. Um, but I gotta say, I think my favorite wrestling couple is uh, Logan Creed and uh, Brooklyn Page. I think they're they're both people who kind of bring a lot to the table, and um, are kind of stars independent of each other but yet work incredibly well when they're together in the same place also. I, I couldn't disagree. And I, I don't remember us really having as many wrestling couples in Georgia as we have now. Um, no. You know, I'm, yeah. They're even doing, they're yeah. even doing that show dedicated to mixed tags. And, and most yeah. of those mixed tags are couples, like not just, you know, some woman thrown together with some guy um, slapdash. And I mean, I, I got to say what a notable story just for this last year was normally woman of the year, which is uh, a relatively new award. Um, usually it's just been, if we're being honest, it's just been like a two woman race every year. And this year I got to say is the first one where there were a number of legitimate contenders um, you know, I think now that like Priscilla Kelly is coming to her own, I think Kira Hogan is coming to her own, and then you got Dementia DeRose, it's, it's nice to see some of the um, awards kind of heating up. I think Referee is another one that sort of heated up this year where it wasn't just, I mean, it was always perennially Ken Wallace or D Byers. Um, and then, you know, you had McGowan, you had other guys too, but this year it seemed like there's, there's kind of fresh blood, new guys getting in there and all that kind of stuff. I always love to see that kind of thing. Yeah. I mean, the, the, you mentioned the women's category. I mean, there's, there's any one of a number of women that could have won and you would have said, yeah, that's fine. I mean, there it's, it's that close, you know, among, among folks. And, um, yeah, well, we'll we'll get to that in just a, we'll get that in just a minute. One thing I wanted to ask you about before yes. we brought any of our winners on, who comes across to you as like overlooked, overlooked in the nominations? I mean, not that was you know should have been there. Oh, somebody that should have been there as far as like yeah. in a nomination that wasn't. Yeah. Um, yeah. The, the you know I might have um. That God, that's a great question. Because um, I, I, again, well, you know, I think some guys were a victim of their own success. Does that make sense? I think 
the bullets, for example, have been so good for so many years that people just sort of take for granted that they're around and that they're still great um, and doing great things. That's the one that I thought of right away. Um, and, hmm, oh, I think, I think um, as far as, like, personality goes, I think, you know, Johnny Danger is a guy who – for a male performer, maybe he was on that nominee list, but certainly not as prominently enough that I sort of noted that like there was this big push for him because he's a guy again who just brings a lot to every show, and I think he provided one of the great moments at Sacred Grounds and just for PCW in general. Um, you know, he's just a guy who I think has a lot of personality, sort of exemplifies that male performer award. And the fact that he wasn't even really around for it, uh, it was noted by me at least. What about you? Right. Um, I keep thinking about uh, Martin Stone for best technical. Yeah. And, you know, when I think of the matches that he had this year, I have to think that if, if he had wrestled in other promotions besides AWE, and I think he was at UIW maybe twice, there's no way that you could have kept that guy from being nominated. But non AWE fans, I don't, you know, just don't aren't didn't get a chance to appreciate how good that guy is. So, Larry, um, are you ready to are you ready to fall the fuck down right now? Because I'm going to say something that's going to blow your mind. I'm going to say something that's going to blow I'm, your I'm, mind. I'm clutching I'm clutching the arms of my chair. Um, though I don't think that they are the promotion of the year. The fact that AWE was not in the nominations is uh, wrong flat out wrong um, to say AWE is not one of the five most notable promotions in the state. It probably speaks to any number of things, including the fact that obviously AWE didn't get their shit together and nominate themselves. But, but <laughs> um, I, I, I'm saying it, they should have been there. They should have absolutely freaking been there. And um, you know, they are, uh, you know, whatever you want to say, good, bad, or indifferent, at the very least, they are in the conversation. When I'm talking to other people in Georgia indie wrestling and we're shooting the shit, AWE is going to be in the top five promotions that we mention as far as people who are doing something, people who are making things happen. Oh, you know, did you hear what happened at this show? Are you going to go to that show? And so, I mean, it is remiss that they were not there, in my opinion. Yeah, because I, I would agree, and it's, some, and it's a promotion that everybody has an opinion about, it seems. you know. And so I, I would agree that they should have been there. Um, are you ready to get on with the actual awards themselves? Hell to the year! How, how we're going to do it, Larry, correct me if I'm wrong, is Larry's going to say the award. Um, he's going to list the nominees. He's going to state who the runner-up was, and then he's going to announce our winner. Um, and, and maybe, I mean, I know you've got a million and a half things to do. By the way, if there are any technical snafus tonight and people are kind of uh, grumbling about that, um, suck a dick. <laughs> Larry has a lot to do. I'm going to do my best to keep things rolling. But, you know, these awards, this has got to be the show. If it's not the most listened to show of the year, it's certainly the one that I think people have a sort of a marked interest in. So just keep in mind, we want to present all these awards. We want to give all the people time to speak um, and we'll keep it moving along as fast as we can. Cool. So let's just jump right in with best female performer, the nominees, Pandora. Jessica Lee, Priscilla Cayley, 
the runner-up, Dementia DeRose, <gasps> and the winner, Kiara Hogan. Kiara Hogan is the winner for 2016 Female Performer. Do we have her on? I hope so. Congratulations. Yes, I'm here. Thank Kira. You so much. Thank you. Congratulations. Thank you so much. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna jump in with a question. I know you have things that you probably want to say and whatnot, but I gotta ask you this question. I noticed recently, um, you and Priscilla Kelly on Facebook. You were friends for how many years was it? Two it was, years. I, right, and the amazing thing is, two years ago, you guys hopped on the scene. You've worked each other a lot and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And what's so wonderful is the last time when you guys wrestled and you're in that four-way thing with Ashton Star and, and the like, um, the number one comment I heard from people, and these are assholes like me, right? And But the number one comment I heard was <laughs> that match with Kiara Hogan, Priscilla Kelly, Ashton Star, they go like, that thing showed them like, holy shit, you guys have not only come a long way, which I think is kind of patronizing, but you've become incredibly proficient performers where it's not just, oh, they're good for girl, whatever that patronizing crap means, but that you were legit good in the ring, not just against each other, but against the other people that you're working. I think it's a real testament to how hard you've worked and Priscilla and yeah. others. Mm-hmm. Yes. I mean, we both did. We both started pretty much together. I know she was kind of doing a lot of managing before I was um, because I was announcing and interviewing my first year where she was managing a lot. But I think we kind of had to play off of each other a lot as far as character work. And for her to have an evolution of her character work, I know she went from the power positivity to now being the gypsy carny, um, uh, hell's favorite harlot of the carnies. Uh, it, it's so cool to see how both we've both grown in the past almost three years that we've been working together. And, you know, um, it's really interesting to see us both where we are now and to go to the same places and kind of be at the same place. But I think now this year, it's really about us kind of breaking off from each other and finally becoming individuals, which I think is about to happen. Absolutely. You you know, with a a number of great women performing in Georgia with the WWE making a much bigger deal out of women's wrestling at the NXT level and above, and now ring of honor um, is going to include women's wrestling as a larger part of their show as well. This is a great time to be a good female wrestler. Uh, I know it's probably too blunt of a question, but what's your goal? Like in 2017, 2018, do you have a timeline in your head of where you want to be later on and when you're going to get there? Uh, it's funny. Last year I posted a status on Facebook and I put my goals out in the open to see yeah. how I was able to succeed. And I was, um, the only thing I didn't do was go to WWE, which, you know, which was pretty far shot, but I put online that I wanted to be a part of shimmer, which I was a part of shine, which I was and a part of WSU. And actually this, this year with WSU was going to be a very big one for me, especially it only be my third time going up there. Um, but now Rob Naylor is over, um, creative for shine. So, I should be doing a lot more shine shows, and I know uh, around springtime they'll be doing shimmer tapings again, and I'll hopefully be a part of that. Um, 
this year, though, I really just want to, like I said, become an individual. I really want to start making my name like an, a household name. I want it to become something that people actually know and not just in the Southeast. In the Southeast, I'm very established as uh, one of the top female wrestlers, but I would really, really like if I could go abroad. I want to go international this year, and I would also mm. like to do a WWE spot. I really want to go international. That's something that I've been pr- really put in my mind to this year. Um, but I get, honestly, um, as of right now, I'm giving myself about two years to get signed, and I think that's not too nice. far fetched. I had no. a, I had a WWE tryout in 2015, so I, I think I'm I'm on a pretty good level. I'm on a pretty good ride right now, so I think I'm heading in the right direction. Yeah, I could not agree more. Well, um, Kara. Um, you know, I was going to, you know, when you look at the first three winners of the, uh, female performer of the year in Georgia wrestling history awards, the first was Pandora, who's just tough as shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, she sort of yeah. set the standard for a long time. And then you had, uh, Miss Rachel, who was sort of the epitome of like the smart bombshell. And then you had a uh, dementia DeRose, who's that like has, has like a character and looks as credible being in the ring with mm-hmm. men or women, like no one ever questions yeah. her. And I think you kind of embody stuff from all three of them. So the Thank award you. is very much deserved and congratulations. Any last words before we get to the next one? Uh, I would just like to say thank you so much. I didn't expect it. I didn't even know I was on the list until uh, Larry uh, messaged me on Facebook and was like, hey, could you come on the show? And I'm like, yeah, sure. But he said, hint, hint. I was like, what does that mean? <laughs> so I'm really excited. I'm, I just, I'm really excited. I, like I said, I didn't know I was going to win. And I'm very shocked. And I'm excited for next year. I mean, well, this year now. I'm really excited for this year, what it has in store and what, you know, you guys are going to see me doing. Absolutely. Well, congratulations. You know, this is an award that's voted on by your peers. So it's not just us. It is it is the people that you work with and the people that read about you who voted for you. So congratulations again, Kira. Thank you so much. Thank you. Well, that went smooth, Larry. That was good, right? Yeah, yeah, (laughs) yeah. That was really nice. Really nice. Um, Let's move on to the announcer of the year. Nominees. Yes. Mm-hmm. Josh Wheeler from AWE, of course. Jason Boyd from Peach State. Scott Hensley from SCI and GPW. The runner-up, Deep Southern Res- Championship Wrestling announcer, Brittany McWhorter. And the winner for the third year running, Jonathan Feltner. Jonathan! Howdy, howdy. What's up? (laughs) What's up? Congratulations, my man. And he's got the new baby, Jonathan. What's going on? Congratulations. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. I'm going on a little bit of sleep. You know how that goes, uh, Mr. Platinum, with the the new baby. But other than that, I'm, I'm... I'm thrilled that I won again. It's, it's an awesome honor. It always has been. So I'm I'm good to go. Nice. Um, you know, Jonathan, I, I think, you know, when you, you talk about announcer of the year, um, 
I mean, I'll just say it. It's the kind of thing I get in trouble for, but whatever. Like it was you by miles. I, I don't. I don't think there really was a second place. I think you're the guy when people think of announcer, they think of you first, and then you know, reflexively maybe other people. Um, but this year you kind of expanded. You know, you kind of spread out a little bit. You did some managing at OSWA and that kind of thing. Um, when you wh- what? has brought you to this place where you're just seen as the great announcer who, you know, people don't have to worry about you. You contribute to the show. Um, Why are you this way? Like who helped make you this way to just be that great, solid, professional announcer? Well, I'll tell you, I mean, it's, um, I never thought when I got started doing this, I mean, it's been going on five years, six years that I've been doing it collectively. Um, I can always think of, you know, a few people that have really just, you know, kind of ingrained that mentality in my head. Of course, you know, Jeremy Vane, whenever I started at APW, he was just one of those, uh, one of those ones that kind of raked me over the coals starting out, you know, to really be a perfectionist. And then of course, when I moved from there to anarchy, whenever I sat under Bill Barron's, you know, he's another one who is a very, very huge stickler for perfectionism. So that was another one. And then just, um, over the years, the guys in the back that I got to work with, like the Jeff T. Baileys and, of course, all the good talent, like, you know, all the Anarchy guys, just the ones that really had good announcers in the past, and they expected a lot from a ring announcer to be perfectionist or to be perfect and, you know, to do a good job at all times. That just kind of um, made me want to be that way. And then I guess over time it just got to be where that was my own second nature, and I just – uh I never tried to settle for less as far as my own of doing that kind of stuff. Great. Hey, um, is um, there anybody Jonathan, oh, I, I, Jonathan I understand you, you won't be making it four years in a row, that you're going to be um, stepping away. You want to tell us a little bit about that? Yeah. Um, this year I am going to step back and take a year off. Um, and honestly, this is something that I have uh, I've been kind of dealing with for a couple of months and – I guess just whenever my son was born, it just kind of, you know, brought it home for me that I needed to step back and take care of a few things that I neglected over the years. I'm not getting out of it completely. Um, I've prayed about it, and I think that it's just one of those things that I will come back to because, I mean, I'm I'm like all these other people that are nominated and are going to be winning these awards. Wrestling's just in my blood. It always has been. It's not going to be something that I can get away from totally. But, you know, I've I'm also in ministry. I'm getting called back into uh, church work, so I'm going to be doing that for the next year. And, of course, you know, just trying to get a a grip on this being a new dad thing. So it will be something that I'm going to be taking care of, but I will be back. But I think this uh, year, 2017, I'm just going to kind of take off and um, do some things that I need to take care of personally. Well, I think your absence will definitely be noted. Who are um, who are announcers that either you've worked with, um, maybe helped out a little bit, or you've heard about who you think can help try to fill that void uh, with you not being there? Who are the who are the announcers of note that you know about, or maybe pal around with that kind of thing? Well, definitely one that stands out in my mind that I think that if he um if he keeps going where he's going in the direction that he's going, I think Jason Boyd from Peach State. I think that he has got a really good style. I got to work with him, uh, I think it was back in September of this year. I got to work with him a little bit and talk with him. And he asked me 
I guess, what I thought of his style and what I would do differently as far as um, ring announcing goes. And I started, you know, doing the whole spiel of what I thought would be good. And then I stopped myself mid-sentence, and I told him, I said, look, man, I said, you're doing fine the way you're doing. Ring announcing is not something that one person has to do or everybody has to do a certain style. If the crowd responds to it, and if it sounds good and if you're comfortable in what you're doing, then do it. Then don't don't forsake, you know, your own style. And I told him that, that he's got a very different style than I do. It's very different, but it works. I watched it work for a whole night. So he's definitely one that I think that if he keeps going the way that he's going, that he will definitely be able to contend. And I I really hope that he wins it next year. I'm I'm kind of batting for him, and he, he got my vote this year. So he's probably one that sticks out in my mind. And – um. Michael Gentry over at OSWA, he's really good. He's kind of one of those announcers that um, I kind of set under his learning tree for a little bit too. So I guess if there were a couple of announcers in the state who I think that they could contend next year and who I think highly of, it would probably be those two. Great. Well, Jonathan, we're going to move on to a different award. Do you have any last words you'd like to say? Uh, just uh, thank you to the ones that voted for me, and um, I love y'all, and I will see you in uh, 2018. You all be safe and have a good year. All right. Thank you. Thanks. Congratulations again. Um, Larry, I got to say at this point, just I know you wouldn't forget, um, but I might, so I wanted to mention it right now, um, is a special thank you to Brian Slack, who has Hello, taken on the you. lion's share of the work. Um, as far as, you know, collecting the nominees, dealing with everybody's dumb fucking questions and just, and then making this thing where it really means something. I, I think two things make these awards valuable, um, instead of just self aggrandizing. And one of them is the fact that you're voted on by your peers. And the other is that there are a number of people me, you, of course, but then like I think also Brian, who really have who really care about what they're doing. It really isn't just sort of a mechanical process; it's an organic one where we all chime in. Um, we're all constantly talking to people whose opinions we respect about how to make these things better and better. But Brian takes care of most of the mechanics of it and there's just no way to put into words how much work that is and what a great job he does i second everything you said it just would not be possible and the whole site wouldn't be possible without brian's work but he's he's really helped you know keep the integrity and improve the integrity of these awards with the way he's handled this process so thanks again brian absolutely and uh, and again and thank you to larry and to me because thanks to us, these awards aren't the clusterfuck that they have been in the past. And oh, there so, we go. moving on to there the next one. Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Referee of the year, the nominees. Ryan Harmon from AWE. Chris Wiggins from a number of places. Antron Brewer. Runner-up, Daryl Hall. And the winner, hmm. last year's runner-up, Tristan Michaels. Congratulations. Tristan, you Tristan. got it. Tristan, you got it. Thank you all very much. I'm honored to be nominated for this. This is greatly appreciated. And you won, Tristan. Um, you, you know, uh, when people win these awards, 
there has to be, you know, there's always an element of being humble about it and that kind of thing. But be honest with me right now. How does it feel to win? Because you're somebody who takes wrestling very much to heart, very seriously. You treat it like a profession. Um, and to well, finally I break through and win this year. award. <laughs> How does it feel to win for referee of the year? Well, like you said, it's it's very humbling, and I appreciate everybody that voted for me. And it's just, it's awesome to be noted because referees are something that are kind of looked over in matches. So it's honored to be recognized by my peers and my brothers and sisters in this business to be recognized as one of the best. I think, you know, um, in years past, I'd said before that it was perennially like sort of Kendall Wallace's and the D Byers and, and, you know, Scrappy. These are the guys that always, but those guys really aren't around anymore. And I think instead of the quality of the refereeing falling off, I think a number of people have sort of stepped in there and not just filled in admirably, but become sort of, if, if there's a Daryl Hall on your show, then the refereeing is taken care of. If you're on the show, the refereeing is taken care of. You can like the, the promoters, the fans can all feel comfortable. And the boys, I think you're one of the ones that when you go, who do you want to do your match? Who do you want to ref your match? It's you. And on top of that, the fact that you're uh, sort of a character performing as well, that you've become sort of an integral part of the angles at Peach State and in other places. It's a real testament to you. Like, who's responsible for this kind of level of quality of performance that you've been doing for a, for a number of years now, actually? Well, I, I would have to say right off the bat, it would be Rick Michaels because he's always on my ass. And <laughs> at shows he does, we have our earpieces in, so that would mean he is right in my ear. And whenever I do something wrong, that doesn't matter that whatever the case may be with me and him, he will always take me aside, and whether it be jumping down my throat or sitting me down and like, look, this is what you need to change, this is what you need, need to improve. And then he'll sometimes whack me upside the head like, why did you do that? But I think he is one of the... Uh, one of the most important parts. And when me moving to Georgia, I was able to talk a lot with Mike Posey and because he's been on that larger mm. stage, he's helped me a lot. What's a, what's a match? Uh, you don't have to think of your favorite match this year, but what's a match that you thought was really notable um, that you refereed? And, and what part did you play in that match? Because I, I think it's important to realize that referees aren't just – you know, this, this arm that slaps three, that a good referee can make a match better, um, that it makes the whole presentation more spectacular and more important and more earnest. What's a match that you can remember in particular that you were a part of that you think you really contributed nicely to? Well, I've been fortunate enough to work a lot with Jimmy Ray because here in the past and lately before I turned heel, he would see me as like, and he'd go right up here and say, that's my referee. I want him. But the one that stands out the most and one I contributed a lot to would have to be when I turned heel because Rick pulled me aside and pulled the rest of the main event aside in his little cubbyhole of an office at Peach State and said, you're turning heel. Terry's getting knocked out. You're coming in. Nobody knew what was happening. And just to be able to 
add that factor of, okay, here's another referee. To, a runner-up would be for senior referee. And then it just completely changed. I've got death threats. I've had people throw shit at me. I've even had one fan try to hit me with an oxygen tank. Ah, <laughs> oh, Peach State. Blessed, blessed Peach State. <laughs> yeah. Just be able to work with those guys. And when Rick told me I was turning heel, and that's what really stood out for most. Like when Larry contacted me on Facebook, I had the same reaction when I was turning heel. I was bouncing up and down. That's what really stands out in my mind. Of course, I've refereed a lot of good matches, thanks to Rick and you and uh, Ricardo Rodriguez at Mucha Lucha Atlanta. I'm just, but that what stands out in my mind the most. That's great. Well, Tristan, um, congratulations again. Do you have any last words before we move on? Well, like everybody else said, I want to thank everybody for voting for me. I definitely want to thank Rick for helping me and Bill and all the guys I work with and Shane for helping me get to this level where I am. And like you said, it's extremely humbling that I actually won this. So I want us to say thank you to everybody. Well, thank you, Tristan. Congratulations. Y'all have a good one. Larry, that reminds me of an award that I don't know if it should be an official award, but I think, um, like, I don't know what to call it, but it's like the most notable fan base or fan incidents of the year. Um, because I mean, between that, him getting hit with the oxygen tank just reminded me of it. Uh, you know, PCW, I think it would be that lady calling for people to be arrested and having to get dragged out of there at sacred ground because I pissed her yeah. off so bad. Uh, I think, you know, fucking fat Corey putting Jimmy Rave foot on the rope at AWE. Like, just these fucking insane, not that I would ever want to encourage fans uh, for doing that kind of dumb shit, but man, I, it, it is a testament to these places that people are working that the fans are feel emotionally moved. In this day and age, where often the fans have kind of a muted reaction as if they are watching or playing a video game instead of interacting. Um, that's not 100% true. There's still places where the fans feel compelled to get involved for good yes, or bad. We've had our share this year, definitely, of, mm-hmm. of, of interesting fan uh, incidents. Let's go on to the uh, Most Improved Award. Mm, Nominee yes. Kiera Hogan. Charles Zanders, Damian Bennett. Um, in third place, because she only missed second by one vote, is Priscilla Kelly. Yes, very notable. S- second place, Odinson. And the 2016 winner is Torque from Deep South. Torque! Congratulations, Torque. Yeah, not much, man. What's going on, guys? <laughs> well, congratulations, Tork. I have to admit something to you right off the jump. When I heard that you won, my first reaction was, what the fuck? And then I went and looked at matches. Uh, it's just me being me, being honest. And I got to say, um, yeah, yeah, you got good. and you know there's a number of guys of note who sort of go to bat for you who who talk you up all the time scott hensley and the like um what what happened this year um that that really led to your kind of growth and development and you winning this award 
Uh, a, a lot of seminars, man, that uh, I took and everything like that. Uh, just I wanted to get better, man. I set out a goal, you know, and uh, obviously, you know, I, it's awesome that, you know, I won. Um, that's just the goal, you know, that I made, man, and uh, is to get better and to get noticed and everything like that. I just, man, it's just overwhelming. You know, you were always a guy who I thought could do spots, but this year, with the matches that I watched when you worked Kyle and other ones, you were actually telling a story in that ring. What 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 turned you in that direction? You took the seminars, which is awesome, but a lot of guys take seminars and don't really apply what they've learned. What 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 is in you that made you want to? Because I really just thought you were going to be spot monkey guy, but you're clearly not that anymore. What caused that change? Uh, it, it would probably have to be my pure Woody, you know, uh, Big Wood, Greg Hollander. Uh, he actually, you know, whenever I moved here two years ago, well, longer than that now, moved from Alabama down here, he uh, kind of took me under his wing, you know, and helped me out with that. Because, yeah, I was a spot monkey. I was, you know, wanting to flip all the time and, you know, just wanted to be the wild factor, if, you know, you want to call it that. But uh, he took me and he told me, he said, you know, son, there's more to wrestling than just wowing somebody. You know, it's actually telling a story. And, uh, you know, not not only Woody, but the seminars. You know, guys like Kyle, Jimmy Ray, as he was mentioned before, um, you know, the Les Thatcher seminars that I took, or, well, I took, and, um, I, you know, I took AJ Styles' seminar, too, and, you know, just, like I said, man, that, that really helped me out with my, be able to tell a story and stuff like that, you know, instead of just wowing the crowd, but, you know, also wanting them to also come back, you know, and keep them there. Nice. Um you know, when you look at that list, I think, Larry, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think this was one of the best, most improved lists overall that we've had in years. I mean, where it's just any one of those five, um, I think we're all top notch. I think it's undeniable that Kiara Hogan and Priscilla Kelly um, had improved, not to mention Kara Hogan's ass alone. Um, I think they sure deserve to be on that list. And Odin's son, again, another guy who looks the part um, and has learned to work and is so easy to work with. Torque, uh, you know, you've improved so many as- facets of your game. What's What are the places um, where you think you can still stand to see some marked improvement um, in the upcoming years? Oh man, you know, you know I, I can always improve just as easily as anybody else. Uh, just because you know I made most improved this year doesn't mean I'm not going to stop improving. You know, uh, y'all just got to keep y'all's eye out and you know see where it stands, man. Um, All right. Like I said, man, you know I crush one goal, why not go for another one? You know. Cool. Well, um, thank you so much. Do you have any last words before we go on to the next? Uh, everybody be safe, man, and, you know, thank everybody for voting me and, you know, and, you know, thank everyone that, you know, whoever nominated me, uh, I appreciate it. It means a lot to me, and thank you, guys. All right. Well, congratulations again, Torque. Thank you. Woo! Event. Larry. Event, yes. 
Sorry, you know, the, sorry, I, I got to say, talking to Torque, I was shocked. Um, can you believe that guy's from Alabama? And now moving on. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was waiting for something like that. Okay. Uh, <laughs> event of the year. Oh, boy. The, the nominees, PCW's Sacred Ground 7, Peach State's Strangleholds show, Viral Pro over in Augusta, Infection, Southern Fried Championship Wrestling's Charlie Smith Appreciation Event, Second place, and I will say second place got a lot more votes than than got more votes than three, four, five, and six combined. Georgia Premier's mm. No No Limit Show with Oh yeah AJ Styles and Corey Hollis, and the winner for the second year in a row, the Scenic City Invitational, and accepting nice. the award, we have both Ace Rockwell, I believe, and Scott Hensley on the line. Congratulations. Thanks, guys. Uh, I, I definitely appreciate it. Scott, you there? Yes, I am. Thank you so much. Um, you guys had a, a a tough road to hoe. The first event kind of knocked everybody on their ass. I don't. I, I mean, I'm just to be honest. I don't think people expected it to go as well as it did. But the second year, you guys did. It's a cliche, but you guys really did take that show to another level with the people that you brought in the way that you incorporated the stories from the first year um, and really showcasing the local guys alongside guys like Matt Riddle and Chris hero. Um, what, at what point I'm going to ask you the negative question first, was there ever a point in this process, uh, ACE or Hensley, was there ever a point in this process where you were like, I don't, the show's going to be a disaster. <laughs> and if so, at what point did that happen? God, I'll, I'll let you go ahead. I'll go second. <laughs> no, I, I, I don't think I ever felt that way. I mean, Ace is a lot more hands-on with the booking and some of that stuff. And I think he naturally stresses out more about it because uh, he does have a, a larger financial stake in it and uh, does spend a lot more time on it than I do. Uh, but I, I try to be the eternal optimist, and I try to be the everything is going to be okay guy. Yeah, uh, he's 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 BSing you is what he's doing right now. He spends way more time than what he's telling you because if anyone is uh, uh, in, in contact with Scott via text message, you know what I'm talking about. Uh, there, yeah. there are a bajillion, uh, you know. Um, text messages that I used to get, but I just finally told him I was kind of a dickhead about it and just said, man, I, I can't do it anymore. Yes, and it's somebody else. Um, but uh, that, that's just me. That's my personality. It's not, and I know it gets taken the wrong way sometimes. I'm really not being, not trying to be mean. It's just, you know, I, I'm the kind of guy that I don't like, I like to toss around ideas, but I like to toss around ideas when we're, you know, when a meeting is set, this is what we're here for. Then after that, Let's move forward. Let's not start second guessing ourselves and yeah. all that. Um, that's just the type of mentality I have. But uh, taking a couple steps back real quick, um, uh, Torque. I voted for Torque personally. I don't care saying it. Um, he's gotten a lot better, and um, I know Scott and I will probably talk about it a little bit. But um, I know one of his goals, uh, and 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 one of those goals is probably going to come true this year. Uh, if I've got any say about it. Mm-hmm. Hello. You guys there? Yep. Yeah. Still here. 
Okay, I didn't I didn't know if you heard. Did you guys catch the part about Torque? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, we did. Yeah, I I I just uh, worked really hard. Got a lot of respect for him. Um, uh, yeah, like Stephen said, I can't believe he's from Alabama, um, but uh, <laughs> we'll be. We'll, we'll be glad to uh, to try and uh, and to try and get him in some way somehow. Um, Scott Scott works exceptionally hard um, as part of the team with this, and it is a team. Um, I'd be remiss not to uh, mention Al Getz. Um, he was a very integral part of this process. Um, I hope uh, that I can maybe talk to him uh, about uh, rejoining the team. Uh, and I'm, I'm sure he's probably listening to this a little bit, but, uh, you know, sometimes we butt heads. Sometimes, uh, you know, uh, you just got to sit down and try to iron things out. Um, and, and hopefully we can do that. But this year, uh, we're going to do our best to, uh, to put on another great show. Uh, you know, we got the Cynic City Invitational in August again, but we also, uh, are, uh, are going to do a second show this year in March at Sardi Daisy, uh, high school, um, suburb of Chattanooga, and we're going to do the Scenic City Rumble, uh, which is our Royal Rumble to the WrestleMania. And it's going to be uh, the winner of, the, of that Rumble will get the second entrant into the uh, uh, Scenic City Invitational, the first entrant being um, Gunnar Miller, uh, the winner from last year. Awesome. Um, Hensley, let me let me pose this question to you. So, uh, I think it's sort of like a badly kept secret. So the the first night of the scenic city happened and Gunnar Miller didn't have the best match. And there was a lot of hubbub. I mean, I heard it. I was going to be at the event, but then I ended up getting the job that I have now. Um, so I couldn't be there, but I heard all the hubbub about different people were saying, Oh, we, we need to not go, We need to change the finish. We need to blah, 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 but sort of ACE held firm. And you guys went ahead with the show as bo- originally booked and it ended up being awesome, of course. But what, what was that process like? How crazy was that when, when people were sort of hitting the panic button uh, based on the first night about what was going to happen on the second night? Yeah, I mean, just just to be completely open and candid, I mean, we all had a big sit-down meeting the second night uh, with Gunnar Miller and uh, Ace and myself, and uh, I think Dan Wilson and Al Getz were all there, and uh, we just sort of gave Gunnar Miller a pep talk that uh, he was still the guy, and uh, Ace did hold firm to that. Um, You know, Judas and uh, Gunnar Miller, the match just wasn't exciting, uh, you know, the I, I guess the bar is set just extremely high with the amount of talent there. You've got guys like Leo Rush and Anthony Henry out there just absolutely killing it, and Matt or Matt Riddle, and uh, just the the many different things going on there. But uh, you know, and I think also it, it hurt the crowd because Gunnar Miller is the hometown guy, but yet he came out with Jeff G. Bailey and you know that that's what he's doing and that's who he is in Georgia and we tried to hold true to that but at the same time it was really going against the grain of the local crowd and he has a lot of friends and family that come out and support him because of uh who he is and what he does in the Chattanooga area or what he has done 
but it, it was just a, lo- a lot of things like that. I mean, uh, Gunnar Miller and Judas had already wrestled down at Why We Wrestle, and so we had confidence in them. And, of course, we still do have confidence in them as wrestlers, but uh, that just didn't end up being an exciting match. But, you know, again, I, I think it's a testament to the, the show that you guys put on and the kind of thought that it went through and Ace's thinking on everything. That main event, I mean, Gunnar Miller, after all said and done, you know, Chris Hero, I think, helped sort of general that match. Um, and then when Gunnar Miller hit that fucking dive, I mean, I watched that thing <laughs> and it, and it made me even matter that I wasn't there. And I, I mean, that's what a show of the year is all about. I, I guess the reason I asked that question is often people think, Oh, a show of the year has to be a quote unquote perfect show. And I don't think that that's what it's about at all. I think, I think wrestling at its best is a warts and all kind of venture and again, what are people going to think about? What are people going to talk about? They're going to talk about, my God, I was blown away. And then that final match just sort of tied all the loose ends, told the story, and everybody went home with an incredible emotional rush. If that was, you know, AWE fans throwing down their chairs and stomping out or, you know, this, like, <laughs> this rush of cheers, I mean, no matter what, it got a huge reaction. And I think it's really a testament to you two guys. Of course, you're, you're very humble and nice to mention so many other people, but my God, I mean, you guys pulled off a two-day tournament that was incredibly well-attended, more well-attended than the year before, and raised a lot of money for that baseball team. So kudos to you guys. Um, do you have any last words before we move on to the next one? Scott, you can go ahead if you want. Uh, just a big, huge thank you to Papa Hells and the Hells Clan. Uh, like Ace said, a big thank you to Al. Uh, you know, I, I try to keep my finger on the pulse of independent wrestling especially in the southeast but you know those guys really know their stuff and they are just uh just super valuable to us as friends as fans and as uh promoters with us in getting the word out and getting people excited about it uh we couldn't do it without them i know papa hells has already said that he has like 40 to 60 rooms booked for uh, 2017 already, and then uh, you know I've I've seen where fans from England and maybe Australia have said that they're coming in. So, you know they they help make us stay excited about it. Yeah, uh, for sure. I, I echo what Scott said. Also, kind of want to expand on it a little bit. Um, obviously the Hell's Clan. I, I can't say enough about them. And Al, um, also want to thank uh, Drew and Susan Molinax uh, from mm-hmm. Empire, um, who. I uh, just go above and beyond, um, and they they have, and, and I know they continue to do so. Um, so the show wouldn't happen without them. Uh, mm-hmm. I also want to thank uh, Woody, uh, Greg Hollander. Uh, the, the trophy is named after him for, you know, many different reasons, um, and we'll continue to try and honor uh, Woody um, with the tournament moving forward. Um, and I just kind of, if I can, just I know you guys got to move on, but one quick thing about Gunner uh, Miller and, and, and that meeting that Scott talked about the one thing that played through my head and, and trust me I, I heard about it early Saturday morning and I was I thought a lot about it but you know ultimately you know it, it, it's a group decision but if I put my foot down you know they're going to go along with me because ultimately at the end of the day it's, it's it's my fault if it doesn't go right 
but I just thought about it, and if you take something away from somebody like that, and, and it meant a lot to him, you 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 run a risk of, of really crushing somebody's spirit. And who knows what would happen if, if I would have said, no, we're going in a different way. Um, but I believe in Gunnar Miller. I still do. Um, I, I do wholeheartedly believe that one day he'll get signed. And uh, I also believe that about a, a lot of the other guys that were in the tournament. And uh, I want to thank you guys for, for having us on and, and uh, the nominee for it, uh, winning it again. I know that it wasn't technically in Georgia, but <laughs> Empire was based in Georgia. You know, Chattanooga is a couple miles from the state line. Um, so I know you guys maybe have t- taken some uh, heat from it. Ah, fuck uh, it. It was show of the year. <laughs> fuck all that. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, we we had a lot of we had a lot of fun doing it, man. And, and hopefully uh, we'll we'll uh, put together a show uh, worthy of a nominee next year. So thank you guys very much. Absolutely, you are more than welcome. Thank you, Scott. And thank you, Ace. Thanks, guys. Have a good night. All right, Larry. What do we got next? We have we are going to the best technical. Ooh, jumping around here a little bit. Nominees: Anthony Henry, Corey Hollis, Jimmy Rave. The runner-up: Slim J slash Gladiator Jeremiah, and the winner. I think this is his sixth year winning it. Kyle Matthews. Kyle. Congratulations. Thank you, guys. How you guys doing? Good. Doing you? great, man. How are you good, doing? Good. Uh, you, you know, you got good. your got your nose broken at the AWE show, but you're a trooper. Um, how you feeling? Oh, I'm doing good. A little, a little swollen, a little nasally. We'll, we'll be okay though. Good. Um, I got it. This is another one of those awards, Kyle, where I feel like. Every one of the guys on that list, and this has, I'm going to say this has never been the case. This is the first time I looked at all of the nominees for Best Technical Wrestler, and I went, hot damn, all of these guys are ring pros. Like, all of them are fantastic. Not a one did I go, what the hell is that guy doing on the list? I mean, they're all great. And for you to maintain this level of greatness while doing sort of a gimmick unlike one you've done before um man what a great year that you had um how do you think you how do you how do you think you managed to win this year again against such stiff competition you know all all those guys are really good and i think now more than ever the the technical side of wrestling in georgia is way up from what it's been in the past and i think I think now just doing a, a different gimmick is like a new challenge for me. So I think that's that's kind of how I kept kept the year going, uh, as opposed to, to other years in the past. Um, you know, your your life has changed quite a bit. You're you're a married man now, uh, sucker, and and all of that. Um, has your perspective about wrestling changed in the last year? based on being married and, you know, the, the landscape has changed so much. I mean, just think about the time that you and I have known each other, the leagues that have sort of been prominent who are now gone and that kind of thing. Um, has your perspective about wrestling changed? I think so. Since my daughter was born uh, 2015. So uh, definitely since then, I've, I've definitely taken less bookings than I, than I used to. 
And mm-hmm. uh, that's something that I'll still I still keep doing probably just to be home with her. But uh, I think I think uh, I think I was talking to Larry about this at Peach Date. Like if you look at all the the, the major indies in Georgia, no matter if it's like uh, like Anarchy came and went and uh, Rampage came and went, but it's kind of always the same crop of guys kind of kind of yeah. go go to the major the major promotion, you know. So I think I think being able to work with the best guys all the time is really awesome and, and something that, that lots of guys in Georgia are benefiting from now, being able to work with the same same high level talent over and over. When you when you look at that list of guys, Kyle, I mean, you know, Slim J and Corey Hollis and and you've worked any number of these guys any number of times. Um do you Who's somebody that you're incredibly excited to get to work when you get the chance? It doesn't have to be one of the guys on that list, but who's somebody that this year you were like, man, I'm so glad I get to work this guy, and it's going to be a lot of fun? Uh, I, definitely Anthony Henry. I haven't wrestled him in a while. But the, the guy that I really want to wrestle is uh, Martin Stone. I'd never seen him until the mm. last WWE show. And there, his match with Jimmy Rave was so good. Uh, I, I felt really bad. I don't remember who had to go on after them, but – the the crowd gave so much to that match. They were they were almost burned out by the time that, that we went on. I don't know three or four matches later, but that match was so good. I think me and Martin Stone would be would be a good match. Oh boy! I, yeah, I that's think, match I, I think I would want to see yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, Kyle, you know, you're I, I this might be incorrect, but I'm going to go ahead and say it as if it's a fact. I think Kyle has probably won this award more than anybody has won their respective category with the exception of maybe Jeff G Bailey and manager of the year. And so Kyle, what, what do you think, what's your testament to, uh, I know this is kind of an oddball question, but you and Jeff, I think are, are like sort of pillars of Georgia indie wrestling. And you even got to work together at one point um, what do you what do you attribute the staying power to? I think it's just being able to work with tons of different people. Like Jeff, when I went to Anarchy, Jeff was like the guy. Like you wanted to be in Jeff's stable. So I, I think like people wanting to work with you is is the key. So being able to work with mm. with whoever is I think is the big key for both of us being around so long and being being uh, still still liked by most of the wrestling community. Awesome. You know, I, Kyle, I, I think, you know, there's a lot of guys who say a lot publicly who unfortunately I think too many people listen to. And then there's guys like you who don't say as much publicly, but everything you say matters. I think just what you said right there is worth more than 5 million posts from different guys that I read. Right. Um, you won the award. It's very much deserved. I'm so glad you're still doing your thing. Um, so happy for you about your family. And obviously, you know, your name comes up. People always bring up Ted Allen's name. And uh, I think you do nothing but honor him um, with what you do and how you conduct yourself. Is there, um, is there anything that you want to say before we go? No, I, I appreciate those words, and I appreciate everybody voting for me. I think if you look at, at the way Ted kind of was was looked at, I think I'm kind of going on that same path, you know, like a like a guy who's kind of in Georgia that's kind of a pillar of Georgia wrestling, and I couldn't be more excited mm. about that. So I, I appreciate everybody voting, and, uh, yeah, thank you, guys. Thank hey, you, Kyle. Kyle. Congratulations. Uh, Kyle, thanks, sorry for, sure. night. Sorry oh, for yes, shortchanging sure. you. Um, oh, that's I okay. said six years. You've won seven out of eight years. Oh, that award, so. well, thank you. Fantastic. Woo. Congratulations. Yeah. All right. Thanks, Larry.
Thanks, Stephen. Nice. See you guys. Cool, cool. Next up, best male performer in Georgia wrestling. Oh, shit. The nominees, Ashton Starr, Tommy Too Much, Francisco Chiazzo, AJ Steele. We have co-runners up, <coughs> Carpenter and Kevin Blue. No, oh, nice. And the winner for the second year in a row, Sal Renaro. Oh, Oh, I'm emotional right now. Oh, Sal. Dreams come true. (laughs) Oh, Sal. Sal, how? How? How do you keep snookering? Sal. Sal. (laughs) Now... You won in a, in, a, in, a, in, a, in a, I mean, this year, you look at that list. I mean, when Ashton Starr is fifth, and he was sort of like the breakout guy performance-wise, and then you got guys in Carpenter and Kevin Blue, who I think are like provide sort of like these bedrock performances where they work. Um, but you still head and shoulders above all. Um, Man, I'm glad you're still – are you still having fun doing this shit? Because it certainly seems like you are. <laughs> I'm having too much, and that's the problem. <laughs> that's that's the scary part is uh, it's every day it gets more fun. Uh, I just, you know, except, except for – I don't think she's listening. Except for with my wife. She hates that I do it. Mm. But she is listening, and I'm so glad you support me, honey. Thank you so much for being my. Your, my wife is actually my Kyle Matthews, Kyle Matthews, and Jeff G. Bailey. She's my pillar. <laughs> nice. Um, you know, <laughs> you're 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 doing your thing, Sal, at Peach State, which in years past had sort of a reputation of being a show that was while well attended, was sort of considered sort of a lightweight show in a lot of ways. And I think now with you and Jimmy Rave and any number of the great talent that's there, it's sort of this powerhouse show where it really is kind of like a total experience of the great wrestling, great performances, like legitimate sort of heat, that kind of thing. Um, What do you attribute that to? Why is the atmosphere around there so great? It's one of the, it's got to be the, one of the best locker rooms. It's not the best locker room in the state. Well, I think it's, it's a lot, a lot of it just has to do with everybody likes everybody. Like I, when, when you, when you go in the locker room and, and Larry's testament to it, cause I, I pester him every time I see him. Uh, there's no, there's no clicks, uh, mainly because Shawn Michaels is really expensive. Uh, <laughs> no, oh, geez. I, 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 you know, I can freely interact with everybody in the locker room, including for the last couple shows, Sam Houston. Holy crap. Totally going off topic here But about a month ago I got a text in the middle of the night from Jimmy Rays And it was Why is Sam Houston on Ultimate Warriors 87 Survivor Series team My response (laughs) Why would you have a Survivor Series team without Sam Houston And I go back to sleep (laughs) The next Saturday I'm talking like three days later I'm sitting in the locker room And Jimmy's not there 
and I, I look over to Marv, uh, Michael Stevens, and I go, hey, who's that guy over there? And he goes, oh, it, it, it's just some old wrestler. Out of anybody to say that to, why would you say that to me? I kind of like to consider myself somewhat of a historian. Like, I, <laughs> I know old wrestlers. So I was like, Marv, what, what do you get? Who is it? He goes, oh, it's just Sam Houston. I was like, what? Uh, Sam Houston? Oh, I'm going to get my 87 Survivor Series team right now. What are you doing? So uh, yeah, I ran over. I was like, oh, my God, bro, why were you on Warriors team? I got to know. Like, and he goes, well, somebody had to work. I was like, God bless you, Sam Houston. God bless everybody. Uh, but, I mean, that's, that, that, to me, that's the Pete State locker room in a nutshell. <laughs> yeah, you, you you never know what's gonna happen, but like you have the opportunity to have fun, like you know. And then I went out there and did like thirty minutes in a battle royal and suplexed Mike Posey off Slim J's shoulders from the floor to the inside of the ring. Like that's just it's a, it's a relaxed enough environment where it's not constant pressure. We're not making diamonds out of coal, but uh, we can also get to work when it's time, when it's time to go to work. There's nobody in the locker room that can't go to work. Yeah, um, I think that's what makes Pete State special. Sal, I am, you know, growing up, the guys nowadays, like whenever you ask the boys, like, oh, who's your favorite wrestler? They, I, I almost get the feeling they're naming who they think they're supposed to say. You know, if it's a certain era, they say, oh, they say Bret Hart, and blah, blah, blah. There's the guy that you acknowledged as sort of like the main event guy that you liked, but secretly you liked somebody else more. <laughs> like that just certainly was the case with me where I was like, oh, yeah, Ric Flair is fucking awesome. But secretly yeah. I'm like, yeah, but, you know, that boogie woogie man fucking feud with the hair. Like, <laughs> like that's the thing that I, I would legitimately get excited about. Right. Who's who was that guy for you growing up? Like, you know, in the. You know, who's who's the guy that you were like, yeah, I really – or here's another example. Like in the UWF, you know, there was um, – you know, people are like, oh, fucking Steve, Dr. Death Williams, blah, blah, blah. I'd be fucking lying if I said that I didn't mark out when, like, Savannah Jack won the TV title. I was just like yeah. – I was so fucking happy. So who is that guy for you, a guy who sort of embodies your spirit of – just providing a great spark who can do main event stuff, who can wrestle the great match, but just as that guy that makes you glad you're fucking there at the show. Well, see, there's, there's a couple, like even as a kid, my, my perception was really skewed. Like, I think I got it without getting it. Like I wasn't small. Yeah. Like clearly, no, was, clearly you were. Yeah. I was, I was just loyal to my guys. So like, even as a kid, like when Savage, when, when they did the mega powers explode, like, I was a Hulkamaniac, don't get me wrong, but dude, Macho Man had four pair of gear at WrestleMania 4. He had four <laughs> pair of gear. You can't get better than that. You never knew what, like, even, you know, Hogan's, Hogan's promos were exciting and they were fun, but they always had the cliches in them where you never knew what Randy Savage was going to say. Yeah. Uh, but on, and on the flip side, too, uh, like, I loved Rick Rude. I just, everything about him. Uh, from mm. his sweet Tom Selleck mustache to his Popeye anchor tattoo. And, again, he had different gear. That, I think that's what got me as a kid. Like, if you if you could change up your gear, you were instantly over with me. Uh, <laughs> but it, it, it just, you know, like, and obviously Savage had a main event run. I don't mean to belittle. Sure. Much, but uh, 
you know, he wasn't the guy. But, I mean, you can't put Randy Savage on any part of a show and not be instantly entertained. Uh, Rick Rude, I could watch him sell an atomic drop for hours on end. Uh Just, I mean, it's the best, you know. So those are two of the guys that I'd really have to say. You know, and then as I got a little older, you know, watching, like, Shawn Michaels rise through the ranks, uh, all the all the pretty boy, cocky, arrogant pricks I was always into. Rick Martel was another one. Uh, Michael Stevens is going to hate me, but I'm going to say it. Two guys that I don't think get enough credit were Tito Santana, who wasn't that, but he was just he was just fun. And he's so fiery. And Savio Vega. Savio uh, <laughs> Vega rules. Savio Vega was, was, was that hot fire. Uh, where he you know he could job to the Undertaker on Raw in the main event. Or he could he could be working crush on superstars or what was it shotgun Saturday night? And either way, <laughs> yeah. it's going to be fun time because Savio Vega's that hot fire. Fantastic, We're, Sal. Um, you know, I think anybody who gets to see you do your thing or any show that's lucky enough to have you, you're just a world class talent that happens to work Georgia Indies. And I think almost anybody would concur with that. Um, is there anything, any parting words you would like to say? I uh, guess, yeah, sure. I, I was actually, I'm, I'm honestly surprised. Uh, I felt like I, I, I hate being a baby face. Spoiler alert. I think I'm a horrid baby face and <laughs> just here. It's, I mean, uh, at, at Peach State and at uh, AWN in Fort Valley, that's all I've been is a babyface, and uh, I fight it tooth and nail every time. I'm always trying to find a, a skeevy, scheming, scheming way to get back to the to the dark side of the force. But uh, apparently, I'm a really good Luke Skywalker. So uh, <laughs> I want to thank everybody for voting. I want to give Todd Sexton a shout out because he just texted me and told me to give him a shout out. <laughs> nice. Uh, and- in the great words of my friend Kevin Garnett, anything is possible. Congratulations to Sal Renard. Oh man, what a him, what a him. Oh. Get on to the manager of the year. Yes, sir. Uh, nominees: Brooklyn Creed, Micah Galino, Joseph Brock the Third. Runner-up, Logan Chase, and we have co-winners this year. We have oh, a tie shit. between Jeff G. Bailey and Bill Barons. And accepting for Bill Barons is Rick Michaels. Congratulations. Holy Bill Barons here. <laughs> oh, I just wanted to say Bill that... couldn't even stay up. It's past my bedtime, and you know, I've been wanting this award. Have I ever told you the story when I worked for the USWA in Jerry Jarrett back in the 1990s? I wanted to beat Jeff G. Bailey, and I've tied with him this year. Hello, Rick. Jeff G. Bailey tied. Now, now does my question to you this morning make sense, Jeff? <laughs> oh, I, what a fucking black mark. Bill Barron and the PWA elite have tried to steal my award. <laughs> And 
And he did not even have the courtesy to stay up and accept it. I mean, good Lord, Bill. (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, if if I may, if I may tell a little story here, um, this, uh, because, you know, in in honor of Bill, we'll keep it long-winded. But, (laughs) but. Bill being a manager was that was was by accident. the The original plan was for somebody else, and that fell through um, because they had other obligations that they had to take care of. So at the last minute, Bill made a comment, and the light bulb went off. I went to Shane and said, hey, why don't we just take Bill and put him in that spot? And so here we are. And that's how Bill became a manager at Peach State. That is incredible. Jeff, I, I got to ask you right off the bat. So you're the co-winner with Bill. And of course there's a part of you that has to be going, what the fuck? But uh, honestly, uh, in a in a year where I just felt that I was sure Bill was going to win just because there was a sort of avalanche. Like I just said it, I've said it before. I'll say it again. I feel like this is peach States year. I think they, they've consistently done the most visible stuff and the best stuff all year long. And I think the awards kind of reflect that. So to, to tie Bill, honestly, in this year was a testament to consistent greatness. And I think that, Jeff, that you changed up your game and you're legitimately managing Gunnar Miller, like really handling his affairs and sort of have helped engineer his rise this year. Um, Jeff, how do you feel about winning the award again? Well, I don't know. According to Scott Hensley, I uh, ruined the SCI by being there with him, but I guess that shows what he knows. Um, It's been a complete honor to manage somebody as great as Gunnar Miller. I mean, that's, that's pretty much the gist of this year in a year where he beat Chris Hero, Jimmy Rave, Odin Son, Anthony Henry, Logan Creed, Jeter, Tank, Corey Hollis, Kyle Matthews, Brian Blaze, Strick Nine, Michael Judas, Joey Lynch, Shane Marks, et cetera, et cetera. Woo! So uh, it's kind of like if he doesn't win Wrestler of the Year, it will be like Forrest Gump beating Pulp Fiction for the Academy Award. <laughs> <laughs> Rick, Rick, I got to throw this question to you. Again, I don't know if everybody understands how crazy this is. You're booking Bill Barron's and accepting award for Bill Barron's as co-manager of the year on his behalf, which is something that you booked. Could you have ever imagined in a million fucking years that this phone call would be happening right now? Um, absolutely not. Just to, to, to answer that question. And, and I'm sure I'll elaborate more later, but the things that, uh, the things that have happened in 2017 or 2016 were absolutely things that I never would have imagined that they would have happened ever again. 
So, uh, but to answer that question, no, never in a million years. Um, if you would have asked me, how long ago was that famous or infamous interview that I shot at the uh, the Academy uh, was that four <laughs> years ago? Yeah. Was that, yeah, four years ago? Yeah, if you'd asked me this four years ago, I would have said, hell no, that'll never happen. So, <laughs> Jeff, when I, I asked Kyle Matthews this earlier, I don't know if you heard. I, you know, he's won that technical award now, I mean, seven times. You've been manager of the year so many times that, like I said, whenever you decide to stop doing this shit, like that award is going to be named for you. What what is your what is your thoughts on how have you been able to not only stay relevant, not only change things up, but how are you just perennially the best at what you do in the state? Um, I don't know. I guess I have a lot of friends that vote for me, so that's probably pretty helpful. Um, <laughs> It's just, you know, the love of wrestling and, you know, trying to to change with it as it changes. I mean, I felt like 2016 was the most different year that I ever had since I've been doing this as far as Mm. wrestling because all the tropes of getting heat and stuff like that are falling by the wayside. There are places where it still works, and we're lucky to be in Georgia. We have so many great wrestlers and and fans who still want to believe in Southern-style wrestling with heat and that kind of stuff. But really, out in the big old world, you know, that heat is not really that big of a deal in wrestling anymore. And, you know, you've got to find a way to make yourself useful and interesting beyond pulling a leg or – you know, all the old cheap heat tactics that managers use. So uh, it really has been a transition. I'm glad that people, you know, still think I'm good at it. I appreciate it. I love still doing it. And I I get to work with great people, which always makes it a lot easier because that list of people that Gunnar Miller beat were all, you know, incredible talents that it's always fun to work with. But uh, it's tough. It's tough. To be a wrestling manager in 2016 going into 2017, I'll tell you that. It's not easy for any of us doing it, and we all have to figure out what the hell we're doing to make it work going forward to where people don't just reject it and go, why is this fucking asshole at ringside? So it is, it's difficult. Nice. Um, R- Rick, a question about Bill. What's, what's something about Bill, because you've known him a long time, Jeff's known him a long time, I've known him fucking long enough. Um, what's something about Bill being performing at Peach State that has actually surprised you? Something about Bill that you wouldn't have thought he was capable of that he's managed um, uh, to do? Honestly, the, the, which is it's going to be a weird answer um, considering, you know, the way people feel about him sometimes personally. Um, but the amount of heat that he can get uh, is just, it, it's mind-blowing to me how he can, and, and not get it cheaply, just, I mean, literally just by going out there and being himself, so to speak, they're ready to lynch him. And it's just, <laughs> it's really mind-blowing uh, 
and and there's been a, a a bunch of times where at the last minute I've given him a big long speech of things to remember, and he'll have multiple segments, and he nails every one of them, and that's that's a hard thing to do, and he nails it every time. So that that's been that's been really mind blowing to me. Nice. I, I'm relieved that you did not say, you know what? I found out that Bill Barron's is really as funny as he thinks he is, because that would have fucking killed me. Um, oh, so, God, no. Terrible um, humor. <laughs> so um, we got to move on to the next award, but is there anything either one of you would like to say uh, as parting words? Congratulations, yeah, I by wanna, the way. I want to say this on, on uh, to Jeff. I brought Jeff in earlier in the year. And this is a testament to how just damn good he really is. He asked me, "What am I saying? What do you want, or what do you want me to touch on?" I gave him bullet points, and he went out there. And I, I mainly just said, "I want Jeff G. Bailey. I want a Jeff G. Bailey promo, Iceberg. We're gonna kill you, blah blah blah." He went out there, did his promo. The crowd loved it. And he came back and he goes, you forgot to tell me something important. And I was like, what's that? They were fucking baby faces. (laughs) (laughs) He goes, I would have changed my promo. And I'm, well, I'm glad I didn't tell you because that's the promo I wanted. You know, so, I mean, he he went, the, the point is, is he went out there in the mindset that he was a heel because I had failed to tell him that, that Berg was, you know, baby face. And, but he still went out there, did his thing, and it got over, and it worked. You know, I mean, that's just a testament to how good he is. Nice. Jeff, any, any final words? I just want to say thanks to everybody who voted for me. It is much appreciated. And, um, you know, just I think people, if you look around these awards and you look around the state at all the different promotions, you realize – how lucky we are here in Georgia to work with so many talented people. And I just wanted to say, I didn't realize that AWE wasn't on the ballot for best promotion because I voted for him for best promotion. And uh, so I guess that's a vote that that won't count, but it's been a great year. And I hope that uh, 2017 is even better for everyone else. And congratulations to all the other winners. Awesome. Thank you. Well, thank you guys. Thank you. Tag Team of the Year. Yeah. Nominees. The Movement. The Kingsmen. Uh, we have quite a log jam for runner-up, including mm. the Beautiful Ball Besties, the Hierarchy, and Lynch Mob. And wow. the winners... Wow. So we have we have a situation where the runner up and the winner contain some of the same people. The winner what? Backbone. And representing backbone. backbone, we have Zach Edwards on the line, I believe. What's up, motherfuckers? What's up, motherfucker? <laughs> Congratulations. I appreciate it, man. It's kind of a shocker this year. What what does that fucking tell you, Zach, that you guys the the besties win, or they're their runner-up, and backbone wins. If you if you tallied all of those votes together, that's a lot of dudes voting for you. What 
what made you feel like this year? I mean, you guys are perennially winning and that kind of thing, but my God, to pull it off as backbone and the besties, what is, what is up? You guys have hit your stride clearly, but it's a lot of people voting for you. What do you attribute that to? So first of all, I legit did not think we would win this year. Um, when the ballots came out and we saw who was nominated, I was like, for sure, I thought either Hierarchy or the Kingsman would win. Um, based off of who's in the groups and what they've done, I thought for sure one of them would win it. And that's not to say that I didn't think Backbone had an amazing year because I believe we did, but I thought for sure the best season Backbone would split our votes. I thought that would hurt us. I was like, man, that may suck for us with us being on there twice. Yeah, I got to say this is another one of those awards where – all of the nominees were really strong. And, I mean, that crazy logjam at runner-up tells you how heated the competition was. And for you guys to pull it off, I mean, it's got to be sweeter to win in a year where I'm sure hierarchy is fucking, fucking kicking themselves, right? And they just can't fucking believe it because they did have a phenomenal year. And I think, you know, the yeah. Kingsman obviously had a fantastic year on top of Peach State. But you guys, I mean, come on. You, as the besties ands, I mean, that's a Amazing, amazing stuff, Zach. Uh, I can't, I can't describe how awesome it is. It really is. Um, I for sure like we wouldn't be here if it wasn't for a couple of promotions taking a chance on the backbone. So the besties, we do our fabulous, beautiful thing, me and Marv, but we wanted to spice it up a little bit, and we wanted to be, you know, kind of serious and add Drew to it. So we did the backbone, and it was working in Fort Valley. And Charles and AJ Steele and Chris Nelms, we go into Southern Fried one day, and they're like, all the belts are going on you. And I'm like, I'm not a cruiserweight. They're like, the belt's going on you. They gave us everything, literally just all of it the beginning of last year. They threw it all on us and let us run with it. Literally had faith in us completely. And then for Rick and Shane to have faith in us as well, to run with the tag titles for most of the year and Drew with the, the No Limits title there. I mean, those two, you know, I can't give them enough thank yous for them two to believe in us. And I think it has to do with just, I mean, we're on most of the shows, or we have been. So, I mean, our name's out there. It's all about connections in wrestling. So, I mean, people know about us. And when you see our faces on most of the flyers, two of the biggest companies in Georgia, Southern Fried and Peach State, I mean, we were on, you know, almost all of them throughout the year. So seeing us on two of the biggest shows, you know, it kind of, you know, I think it helps a lot. Now that, Zach, you've been doing this in a team in different forms for a number of years, and I think the one thing that's any of the – if you're going to be a top group, a top team, it comes down to chemistry, really, which is a hard thing to sort of put your finger on, but you know when people have it and when they don't. What's an what's advice that you would give to because there could be, you know, there's there's young wrestlers listening who are maybe going to get thrown together in a tag team or try to establish a tag team on their own. What's your advice to them about how to kind of have a rapport and a chemistry with your partner, whether they're forced upon you or not? So as much time as possible with that person. I mean, that mm. to build chemistry, you have to do that. Um, Marv. Legit has been my best friend since fifth grade. That was that was over 15 years ago. We met on the playground playing with wrestling figures. Legit, no joke. That was the start of it all. 
And then Drew came along almost 10 years ago to Fort Valley. And we hitched up, rode together, and I'm talking about we've spent countless hours in a car hearing about things we don't want to hear about each other, you know, every weekend <laughs> for the past five years probably. And, I mean, it's not just about knowing the person in the ring. It's about knowing the, their life too. Absolutely. Because the way that person reacts to things, I mean, you build on everything. I mean, I can tell you what Marv's going to do, you know, with his facials, not with his moves. I can tell you what his facial is going to be when someone says something. You know, I, I know when he's going to jump in just based off of his body language. So when we do promos, I don't have to sit there and we don't both talk at the same time. You know, we've gotten to the point where we can tell by each other's body language. We, we have hints. I mean, it's, just, it's more than just getting to know the person's wrestling or the person, you know, in general. You got to know everything about them to be successful. And I feel like I knew Drew and Marv quite well. I mean, just such an awesome year, um, and you guys just put it together and worked the main for three big promotions. Um, before we go, uh, are there any last words that you'd want to say? So, tag team wrestling in Georgia, I, I'm kind of disappointed that a tag team didn't win it. I think that's the first mm. time a stable won it. Tag team wrestling is always the thing that I want, and it's the thing that I love the most. So I would like for tag team wrestling to get a little bit better. I'm not saying it's bad, but I feel like we're at a point where it's kind of stalemate in Georgia. And um, I would like for that to improve and more teams to not have to – I think people look at tag teams and they're kind of like, oh, i got to share the spotlight with him. Fuck it. There's a place for everything. As a singles guy, would just be some little you know bitch at the bottom of a flyer. Shit works. Yeah. Go with what works. Um Lynch, I've, I've never worked Lynch Bob. I would like to work the Lynch Bob. Um, and then I threw this out there the other day to Slim J. I don't know if he's going to run with it for Dragon Con Wrestling, but I threw out Bullets versus Besties. Yeah. And hmm. that is a match that has not happened. Wow. And it's kind of shocking. We're on the same show in South Carolina, and we've been doing that for a year together, and we haven't been up against each other there. They only run like every three months, though. And it just so happens. I mean, to me, the Bullets are the best tag team in Georgia. There's no doubt about it. They're the best tag team in Georgia. But what they've done is they've branched out. So you don't think of them as just a Georgia team anymore. Right. That's why they're not nominated. That's why they don't get the praise they deserve. But what I would like to do is I would like to pull a bullet, and I would like to not be on this next year because I'm doing so much shit outside of Georgia. And I think we can all say that. We would love to pull a bullet and – do more shit outside to where when it comes to just Georgia, you know, we're not thought about in a sense. Nice. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely, man. So we'll see. But Bullets versus Besties, Dragon Con, make it happen, Slim J. <laughs> I told Slim J if we won this award, I'd talk to him about it again. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Zach. Congratulations. Congratulations hey, man, to y'all. you and the backbone. I appreciate it, buddy. Thank you. And next. Well, Mr. Steve, we didn't we didn't get to our ninety minute goal. <laughs> Booker of the Year. Nominees Michael Stevens, Murder One, Todd Sexton, Dan Wilson, the runner up, Matt Hankins. And the winner, second year in a row, Mr. Rick Michaels. Congratulations. Rick Michaels. What's up? Nice Rick. 
nice to have you on yet again. This time for you, my man. Um, it was a it was a year of true competition. Last year, I felt like you were an absolute dead ass lock. Um, you had the breakout year booking. You were booking a number of shows. Now you're focused on Peach State and doing great stuff there. And I thought I thought it was basically a three horse race, but you edged them out. I, that, the three horse race being, I think Dan at Why We Wrestle had you know a tough situation and managed to put together a quality show to, to preserve the reputation of that place. Uh, Matt Hankins, I think, really came into his own as the booker. But you've won for the second year in a row against, I think, tougher competition this year. What do you attribute that to? Um, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna be honest with you. I contribute it to my locker room. Yeah. Uh, sort of the same kind of speech I gave last year um, that I have to give again this year. I can't uh, take 100% credit. Uh, on the good stuff that's happened at Peach State. Um, Shane Knowles and I work, you know, hand-in-hand, side-by-side. But I can't even give him and I full credit because uh, I've I've opened up even more this year, this past year, to the talent because uh, I have – I have to say I have the best locker room. I'm not saying that I have the best talent in the state of Georgia because there's so much great talent out there, but I have the best locker room. Sal touched on it. There's no clicks, and, yeah. yes, Sean is very expensive, um, but uh, there's there's no – everybody comes in, gets along with each other. They work with each other to make the show better than what it is. And there's a plethora of guys there. Nigel, I used a big word. You'd be proud of me. Uh, There's a plethora of talent there that have all been bookers. Um, AJ Steele, Sal, uh, the backbone, uh, just a number of guys. Jimmy Rave. Jimmy Ray, Jimmy Ray. The former award winner, mm-hmm. and 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 it's and and then guys that that aren't just or that haven't been bookers, but just love wrestling, and have ideas, you know, um, and you know my my number one saying this past year has been if I've said it once I said it every show, that's a great idea, as long as I get credit for it, so. Um, you know, it's just it's it's an excellent it's an excellent locker room, excellent talent, uh, and just it's a fun promotion to work for. Um, and I'm just you know I'm honored to to be Booker of the Year. And man, was there some competition uh, out there, Todd and Dan and Matt. I mean, those guys are those guys are amazing. Uh, if I'm proud of anybody, I'm proud of Matt. I mean, to see when Matt started to where Matt's at now is, you know, amazing. And you know, he's got a he's got a hell of a teacher to to learn from uh, there at PCW. That's a rub to you there, Steve. Nice, nice. Uh, you know, Rick, I I think 
people often think of the booker's primary job as a matchmaker. And that's why most bookers fucking suck, right? It's not just having a dry erase board and going, uh, you and you and you and you and you and you. It's, it's, that's a small part of it, but it's also about having a vision. And it's also about the ability to pick up a phone and get the people that you want and need to sort of be the moving parts in the machine. Um, obviously, that's something that has you've um, improved on as a booker. It's, it's one of those things that can only improve based on your reputation and based on time and experience. So do you feel like you're at the height of your booking powers right now as far as being able to get who you want to get as far as having a vision and good people to work with? Uh, definitely at having the vision. Um, when, when I, when I get a vision, I, I, I and, and I feel like it's going to work, I get chills mm. and, and I like to plan stuff, which I learned from you. Um, you never stop learning in this business. And when you do stop learning, it's time for you to quit. Um, but I, and I think I touched on this last year, you had told me before at the end of one of, before one of your sacred grounds, you told me what your main event was going to be at the next sacred ground. And I, that was one of the greatest learning tools that I've, that I've gotten being a booker because I thought, wow, he doesn't just go show to show. He goes all the way and works backwards. And I feel like that Shane and I really came into our own doing that this past year, and we've already started it because we've got where we're going with our anniversary show and going backwards. Um, and there's, there's still a ton of talent that, that I want to use, but, you know, when you've only got five or six matches – you know, it's kind of hard to get everybody on the show. So what do you do? You just go get another promotion, and then you can use them there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Rick, stay stay on the line while we do this next award, okay? And we're going to do this yes. next one, uh, these next two together, because uh, promotion and promoter. Nominees for promotion, WrestleMerica, PCW, Southern Fried, uh, nominations for promoter, Josh Wheeler, uh, Charles Anschutz. And the runner-up in both categories was GPW and uh, for promoter, Daryl Morris and Woody Hollander. And the winner for promotion, Peach State Wrestling. Winner for promoter, Mr. Shane Knowles. Yeah, motherfucker! <laughs> Mr. Shane, Shane are Knowles, are you guys Shane, doing? You there? I felt like uh, I sat through the entire Academy Awards telecast, so we got ready for a big picture here. So juices are flowing. Hey, Shane. <laughs> Shane, mm-hmm. before you start, before you start talking, don't give any of your promoting secrets away, because I'm sure every promotion's listening to this. That's why you're Booker of the Year. It's uh, pick up a phone and tell me not to give away that shit. So, 
<laughs> so, Shane, um, I, I had said earlier that this was cl- clearly going to be Peach State's year. Um, you know, you as as a performer, I think as a wrestler, has been like a great surprise. It's it feels like it's all flowing and coming together. You have the locker room that is the envy of the state. Um, people are showing up in droves to watch a show. Um, Rick Michaels is Booker of the Year. Uh, you know, it's everything's coming up roses. And I know that there's a lot of people who have contributed to this, but I don't want to diminish the fact that I think you're, you're, you're sort of the spirit of Peach State. I know you would be quick to give credit to the locker room and to Rick, but you're the one who has made tough decisions and you're the one who has kind of put in the work both physically and behind the scenes to get Peach State to where it is and sort of surviving in these tumultuous waters of 2016. What does it mean to you? How do you feel about winning promoter of the year? Um, well, it's, it's a, it's a big honor. I was honored the first time, but I think the second time even more, because as you said, coming up roses, um, we know things can change at the drop of a hat, but for Peach State Wrestling Alliance in 2016, I feel the promotion top to bottom is where it needs to be. We have a dynamite ring announcer. We have a good crew of officials. Uh, we have a good guy that, you know, films uh, for the DVD releases and keeps the websites and the posters going. We have the right booker in place. We have the right template, the atmosphere, everything. And, you know, as far as me promoting, uh, these days, when I go to talk to potential ticket buyers, it's a lot easier when you start looking yeah. at names like Jimmy Ray, Kyle Matthews, Sal Renaro, Logan Green, Tommy Too Much, P Dog, the Backbone. I mean, there's a lot of winners of these awards that are constantly on these Peach State cards. It's a whole lot easier to talk up uh, the events and shows to get people into the building when you've got that top tier talent in there. And that's a testament to the booker that's on the line with us now. In, you know, and Jeff had mentioned this earlier, that in 2016, it's, it's kind of a hard road to hoe for a manager. But I think in wrestling in general, it's, it's tough when crowds are just, in, in one sense, harder to please. And in another sense, sort of expectations of the relationship between fans and what's going on in a wrestling show have changed so much. I mean, when you've watched fans in the WWE and ring of honor and even local promotions like AWE, where they sort of hijack the shows from time to time, but at peach state, it seems like you guys are almost in this sort of utopian bubble. What have you done as a promoter to help foster that? Cause it really is. I mean, it is a rare bird nowadays to have a wrestling crowd that is there to enjoy really enjoy a wrestling show and you guys have fostered that successfully while improving the in-ring work. What have... I think, um, I think the fans get the sense that those who work at Peach State care. Everyone cares from the people who sell the freaking nachos and French fries to the people who put up the ring and the guardrails and the chairs, those that do security. There's passion in the work they do. And I think that flows Certainly from the top, I don't have to do a lot of the ass-chewing. Rick takes care of that while I'm off handling other duties. But I think everyone knows they're there for a purpose. 
that the expectations of every show should be good because with this top-tier talent that continues to flow through the doors, we're very fortunate. I think the fans sense that. It's not a fly-by-night promotion. We're not running yeah. on this year's W-2 tax form. We've been around. We do not rest on our laurels. And one thing that even I didn't mention to Rick, but I wanted to when we spoke Sunday, I really felt like with the crowds, we ran 22 events this year. We only had three under the 200 attendance mark. And this was the first year in eight years that each state didn't reach out and use a name, a la a Jeff Hardy, a Gunner, a yeah. Bagwell, a you name I mean, we really built, I felt, the people that are going to be there twice a month, the first and third Saturdays of the month, we built those guys up as names. I mean, people are buying their merch. They're reacting to their entrance music, you know, and in a small way, we've made those guys the stars, the focal point. I mean, don't get me wrong. Certainly bringing in an outside name is good to pop a house, but I think we learned from the Jeff Hardy situation, you better make people care about those that are going to be back in two weeks when the name is long gone somewhere else at another convention. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I think you and Rick and Peach State in general, there's, you know, this, this thing called experience and uh, experience isn't just having confronted different situations. So you know how to deal with them better the next time. I think, you know, both of you have overcome adversity. I remember at one point Shane Knowles and I didn't really know each other, but I remember didn't like, I think your house burned down. What isn't something crazy like that, Shane? And it was, yeah, it was one of the first, the, uh... We're coming up on the five-year anniversary of that, January 10th, 2012. So. <laughs> I remember that. I think that was the first time that I sort of, like, reached out and wrote to you privately where, like, I, and, I mean, I think about that now and where you've led this promotion. And, I, and then, of course, you know, Rick Michael's story is more sort of well-known. All the things he's overcome. I think Peach State is a reflection of that character forged by fire really literally in one of your cases and um i mean it's it's just so tough to beat but more than that we're in sort of this era where uh, a lot of promotions at least on the surface are kind of getting along with each other there's not a lot of uh, rivalry and there's not a lot of fighting there's always competition but there's not this sense of people trying to tear each other down as there were say a few years ago and peach state is sort of i think not only benefited from that i think they've been the example and led by example in that too so uh, i didn't really have a question i just wanted to sort of put that out there with who shane Knowles is as a person and i think peach state having such a gala year is sort of a reflection of the character of Rick and Shane and the locker room in general. Let me let me touch on something you just uh, that you just touched on yourself there, Steve. I noticed this year more than any other years, um, and it it's so heartwarming to see it is promotions sharing other promotions posters via Facebook. Um, and that, that's a testament to how times have changed. Uh, and like you said, promotions working together, uh, for the fans, because there for a while it was support indie wrestling, support indie wrestling, support indie wrestling. But if the promotions aren't doing their part, then why should the fans care if that makes sense? But yeah. 
this year, this past year, I noticed a lot of promotions doing that. And, you know, I think it's awesome, and I hope it continues in 2017. I think things have kind of shaken out as well. I mean, West Georgia is sort of famously cluttered with promotions at one point, but, I mean, cream fucking rises to the top. And I think if you look at this sort of marathon race called pro wrestling, um, a lot of people have fallen off along the way. I mean, we talked about – you know, how anarchy sort of gave way at one point and how Rampage, which seemed like the top dog and untouchable, is gone. And literally the building that they were in is now gone as well. And you guys have stayed true to what wrestling has become while also staying true to yourselves. And I think this year, promoter Shane Knowles, Booker Rick Michaels, promotion, Peach State and really Backbone also benefited from the association. And, um, I, you know, congratulations. Um, is there any parting words from you guys um, that you'd like to say? I, I'll say this. Uh, the show of the year and the booker of the year will be working together on the next show of the year. That's just my little mm. plug there. Okay. Well, before uh, Blog Talk goes lights out on us, we need to get the Wrestler of the Year on here because we're down to the Absolutely. wire. Thanks a lot, Can you I guys. Say one last thank you guys. Yeah, go ahead. I just want to say this. Thank you for those that voted for us to support uh, in the industry. Look forward to working with some new talent in 2017 and adding to what is already a deep roster. And one word in particular I want to put over for all those out there that think titles are the end-all, be-all. Sal Renaro won Best Performer, Male Performer of the Year, and he didn't hold a belt the entire 365 days of each state. So it's not always about mm. Absolutely. Well, th- congratulations and thank you, Shane and Rick. Thank you very much, guys. Wrestler of the Year, overall Wrestler of the Year, nominees Tyson Dean, Strick Nine. Gunner Miller, Slim J, Gladiator Jeremiah, the runner-up Jimmy Rave, and the winner for 2016, Mr. Chip Day. Congratulations, Chip. Oh, man, to to say this was expected, I would I'd be lying. You're good at keeping secrets, Larry. <laughs> Chip. I got to ask you this question because, uh, I mean, we'll, we're, we're going to stay with you until it goes dark. Fuck it. Um, Chip, you know, bi- big things are coming your way. I think anybody who knows you, anybody who's worked with you, anyone who's booked you um, knows that wrestling as your livelihood is an inevitability. But how does it feel? Because I, I think – you must grow tired of this idea of being underappreciated or underrated, but this award wrestler of the year voted on by your peers. How does it feel? What is your genuine feeling right now? Uh, Award validation. Um, And in another word, uh, I'm grateful. Um, it's awesome. 
that everybody thinks high enough of me to uh, to vote for me as being the best wrestler of the year of 2016 in the state. Um, and it kind of it kind of makes my cries of uh, South's best kept secret a little bit more uh, <laughs> uh, genuine and, and and validated. You know what I mean? So like it's uh, yeah, I'm very grateful. I think especially in light of you want you won titles in other states, but you know even at your promotions that you would consider your home promotions in Georgia, you you don't have the big title for AWE. So you winning Wrestler of the Year is a really a true testament. Certainly, you've wrestled some big names and had great matches. Uh, I I honestly feel like you winning this award is a reflection of. It's a true admiration from your peers as a whole. Um, I mean, that's got to be overwhelming. That's got to be amazing. Yeah, that's, I'm kind of at a loss for words, honestly. <laughs> um, Larry, what was, a, what was a match that you saw this year that Chip was involved in where you could really see that Chip was at this kind of superstar level? You know, I can't name one. I saw so many really awesome Chip Day matches this year. I can't name one. What I can say is what blew me away about you, Chip, so many matches was your selling. You got me so many times with your selling where I thought you were dying. You know, you were ready to die and you weren't. I mean, um, you just had a fantastic year, and I I can't be more happy that, that you won it this year, really. Yeah, I... Uh, Fucking, Chip, you I, know, I learned. I learned this year that selling hurts a lot less than bumping. So, like, I'd, I'd rather just sell. <laughs> <laughs> um, Chip, in a year where I um I had said earlier that I felt like uh, one fault of the nomination process was that AWE was not up for promotion of the year. I thought that was a a real sort of. Uh, that was wrong that AWE sort of definitely been in like sort of the top five promotions, but you know, uh, how do, what does this mean to murder for you to win this award? I mean, I know you weren't sure about what award you were going to win, but certainly he knew that you were going to win something. What does that, what does it mean to him too, as a guy who's your friend, a guy that kind of like has helped you in the wrestling business? Uh, the piccolo to my Gohan for sure, man. Um, <laughs> I don't even, I don't know if he knows right now because like there's, there's some business meeting, but like I'm sure when he when he learns, uh, I, I I think he's gonna be proud of me. I'd like to think that, that, that Jimmy's proud of me, you know what I mean, and everybody that's helped me is is proud of me. Um, it's. It's really overwhelming, you know. There's there's a lot of people that have that helped me get to this point. Uh, to, for me to be, you know, as as respected and, and as good as everybody thinks I am, I, I'm trash, man. I've, I've got good hair and and pleather shorts that are loud. Um, <laughs> it, it's awesome, you know what I mean. So like, I I think I think Murder's gonna be proud. I think. I think this is definitely a big win, not just for myself, but for a place that I consider definitely my home in the state, AWE. I think it's a big win for myself and the company. Um, so, yeah, it's, I think I think a lot of people are going to be proud of me. And I'm just 
again, man, I'm very thankful and grateful that that everybody thinks high enough of me to, to you know, go for me. Yeah, man. You know, <laughs> you know, I said this about Shane Knowles and Rick Michaels and Peach State, where they had sort of been through the fire, been through, like, tragedies and, um, you know, sort of conflicts and all of that stuff coming through it helped define what Peach State is now and who Rick Michaels and Shane Knowles are. And you can't, you can't fake that kind of thing. You've been in, involved in wrestling since you were 15 fucking years old and you're still a young guy, but you've seen more, done more, like just been through it. Um, what is your, I mean, you might feel too young to answer this kind of question, but what's your advice to new guys who, who, you know how it is when you're new, you just, you know, you think it's easy. You think, you know, you, Oh, I'm just going to get in there and I'm going to do my match and I'm going to blow everybody away with how great I am. I mean, what's, what's, a, what's something that you've learned over the years that has brought you to this point of the wrestler of the year in the state of Georgia, that um, some advice that you'd want to give to younger people who are listening. There's going to be, there's going to be more,
We thank you for listening to this broadcast, a production brought to you by the GWH Radio Network. Stay tuned to GeorgiaWrestlingHistory.com for the latest information on upcoming events and more. As always, we thank you for your continued support.